She crossed her arms and gave him what Hope called her twenty-mule glare. Muttering under his breath, Joe scrabbled on his desk and fished a manila envelope from a teetering stack of papers. On the back, he sketched a rough map, adding twists and turns until he ended with a five-point star. He circled it with a flourish, but paused before handing it to her. Xinhua, he finally said, thrusting it into her hands. But don't you go tell a noose I sent you. Don't need no Prejans or Melensons coming after me. They got funny ways. Ain't like the rest of us. The map looked like a toddler's etch-a-sketch masterpiece, but it was better than nothing. And what the hell was a Melenson? Whatever it was, it had nothing to do with her. Faith glanced at her watch as she pulled out of Barone's small parking lot. Still a few hours until dark, which gave her enough time to head south past Delacroix, all the way to where the road disappeared, leaving mile after mile of swamp and wetlands that, thanks to recent rains, were probably swampier and wetter than usual. The so-called roads might as well have been serpentine donkey trails. She bounced her thrifty little subcompact rental car down unmarked side roads until they gave out, then maneuvered U-turns and wound her way back so that she wouldn't lose track of the main highway. She'd driven six hours from her university campus to lay the groundwork for a research grant proposal, and she couldn't afford to stay in her expensive New Orleans hotel for more than a week. She didn't want to waste an extra day looking for a way to get into the marsh. What looked like yet another bump in the trail proved to be more of a sinkhole filled with dark, sludgy mud. The rental's front fender hit the ground with a sickening jolt as the tires sank and spun. Damn it! Could this day get any worse? Pressing the accelerator only propelled a spray of mud in a wide brown arc. Faith squinted at the sinking sun and set her foot against the pedal one last time, alternating the pressure to try coaxing the car free. Finally, she had to admit defeat. The silence of the deserted water and land around her was oppressive, and it would be full dark in another hour or so. She'd have to walk and hope the Prasians would help. According to Joe Michu's map, she had to be near the unpaved road to Chinois. She'd taken almost all but this one. She eased open the driver's side door and stared down at the world's biggest mud puddle. By the time she got through it, she'd rival any mud pit wrestler that World Wrestling Entertainment could offer. All she needed was a skimpy, sparkly bikini. But the other option was worse, spending a long, black night in a useless car surrounded by wildlife, either on two legs or four. Grabbing the map in her backpack, she stuck one white running shoe in the goo and shifted her weight. Ick. The mud sucked her calf deep into its slippery warmth. No wonder the freaking car wouldn't move. Each footstep made a whoosh of suction as she slogged her way back to the edge of the massive pothole. Only then did she look around at the wide, flat vista covered in grass and reeds. One clump of spindly trees stood a quarter mile or so down the road she'd been trying to drive. It had to be Chinois. Consulting the map one final time and stomping off as much mud as possible, Faith took a deep breath of salt-tanged air and started walking. Zach Prasian, 
wiped the blood from his skinning knife onto the faded blue bottom of the apron he wore, scanning the bayou that backed up to his papa's back porch. Something had drawn his attention, but he couldn't figure out what. He'd been working on the small gator for half an hour, figuring to take off enough fresh meat for dinner and prep the rest to deal with later. It was too small for the skin to be worth much. The calls and caws of the birds and cackles of the swamp hens soothed him, and God knew he needed soothing. Spending the whole month of gator season at Chinois wasn't what he wanted to be doing. But Papa had asked him outright for help, and he had to honor that. Finally, he figured out what had caught his attention. The bayou was too quiet. He wedged the knife through his apron ties, covered the gator with a towel, and closed his eyes to focus on what he could hear. Footsteps coming from the path leading down to the house. Heavy ones stirring up a